Hey, we want to welcome you back to another episode of the 938 Podcast, and uh, excited to be here. My name is Craig Stevenson, and I'm an Associate Mission Director uh, here with the BBFI Mission Office in Springfield, Missouri. And uh, as we kind of kick things off today, uh, I want to encourage you to go click subscribe and then like and share this video, uh, this podcast on all your social media uh, channels, and we would greatly appreciate that as we are working to build an audience for the 938 podcast. And so today we have with us a very special guest named Tyler Carlton. Hello. And uh, Tyler, man, it's great to have you. Thank you. So, I'm so excited to be here, Craig. Well, I can I can tell, <laughs> man. It's good, it's good to have you. So Tyler, you good friends, I would say. Uh, yeah, well, acquaintances, acquaintance, at least. Something at like that. At the very least, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I tell you what, it, it's great to have you. And uh, man, I've been praying for you. I know you're yeah. getting ready to go to the country of? Nicaragua. Nicaragua, yes. that's right. So we have Tyler Carlton, missionary... Uh, uh, to BBFI missionary to yeah. Nicaragua, so career BBFI missionary. Yeah, Nicaragua. so so talk to me. So so you and I have known each other now for a little while. Yeah, um, four just, years, just something like that. Four or five years, four something five like years, that. Yeah. So, um, tell me what it's like for you to hear that phrase, BBFI career <laughs> missionary to Nicaragua. It is weird because so, I mean every it felt like every step of my life was like just like something else that I had to get through to get to this point. Yeah. And so then you reach the point and then it's like, what do I do? What do, what what do I do? Like, yeah, what do I next? do with this yeah, now? Sure. Now that I have, now that I feel as though I have reached the yeah. pinnacle of my life, well, yeah, well, everything that I've been working towards and now we're here. So oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know, for me, it, yeah. it's kind of cool. Cause I got to see you in college, right? Mm -hmm. Um, more, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, me too. <laughs> so that's why it's cool to see how far you've come, but to see where you started in college and kind of see what that process looked like for yeah. you. Uh, and then obviously you're on staff at Park Crest. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about, I tell you what, give us, give us a little background on you. Tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you've doing, uh, that you've been doing at, at Park Crest. And then we'll kind of go from there. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm the coolest person you'll ever meet. I think that just more or less sums it up. You know, I, I'll go into more detail if you want, Craig, but uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, no, cool. We, we can say that later. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. Um, born and raised in Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of the few, I feel like that went to BBC. That's actually like from, from Springfield. Springfield. Yeah, sure. Uh, born and raised in this area have been at Parkrest my entire life. Yeah. Um, just, that's where I just learned this love for missions and, and for God and, yeah. and serving him. And I have been getting to do that. I, uh, was saved when I was 16, started serving in kids ministry a little even before that, well, you know, they shouldn't have let me, but here we are, you know, they nice. made it. And, yeah, uh, sure. so started serving kids ministry a little bit before that. And, uh, just knew that I needed to do missions. I'd known that since even I was in middle school that I was just, yeah. uh, wanted to do missions and, uh, got to school, did my, you know, went to BBC, got a degree in inter intercultural studies, pushed my way through. And uh, yeah, I get to serve. I've been serving for the past almost four years now yeah. as the children's pastor at Park Crest. Um, just have a heart for reaching kids and, and teaching them yeah. about Jesus and how they can serve him and uh, want to do that on the mission field. And yeah, so, well, well, yeah. man, it's, it's great to, to have you on here and to kind of talk through some of this stuff because, you know, I, I obviously I've known you from Park Crest and yeah. uh, you've done an incredible job with the <laughs> children's you. ministry there. And it, it's been really cool to see you grow into those roles that, that you've been uh, working in and, and what's what God's used you to do there in the lives mm -hmm. of the kids uh, and not just uh, the kids that are in there but also the workers I know yeah. you made a major impact on on the life of my kids um, and as they serve and have been a part of the ministry and stuff and yeah. so uh, it's been great to see that but you you mentioned that you knew you wanted to do missions back in junior high yeah in middle school so yeah. uh, walk me through that so so how did you know what, what did that look like for you so I had the privilege I mean Parkrest is a missions church like that is I mean the 
the hallmark, I think, of just Park Crest Baptist Church in general ministry is yeah. missions. And so I had the privilege of growing up in that. And not only did I grow up in that, but I got to be around missionaries all the time. Yeah. Uh, specifically, my family had a really good friend in a, in BBFI missionary, Shelly Henderson. Yeah. Um, Shelly passed away a few years ago, but she sure. was just a huge inspiration for me. I love Shelly. Um, she was everything I wanted to do in life, I was like, I just want to do what Shelly does. Cause she looked like she had yeah, the best sure. time in the world yeah. and everything she did. I was like, I want to do that. I just yeah. want to, I want to be there. And I remember being at camp in middle school, um, again, not saved yet. So don't, you know, and I just had yeah. this like realization that I was like, I think I need to, like, I think I'm supposed to do something like that. Yeah. And I couldn't, I don't know. I couldn't put a finger on it. Couldn't tell you. I just kind of was sitting there and wasn't even during like an invitation time or anything. I yeah. just was sitting there. And I was like, I really need to do missions. And yeah. so I remember walking up to uh, my youth pastor at the time. And I just said, I think I want to be a missionary. And then I turned around and sat down. Cause I didn't know what, like, I'm thir- <laughs> this is a 13 year old yeah, who's sure. like, who's like, I don't know what these words mean, yeah. but I feel like I'm supposed to tell somebody about it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he 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 kind of pulled me back and was like, "Do you know what that means?" And I was like, "Not really." Yeah, you can't like, just yeah. drop a bomb on me like that and then go turn around and sit <laughs> and down. Turn around and sit yeah, down. And right. I was like, "You know, I don't really know what yeah, that means, sure. but I would like to figure it out." Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, I actually didn't even get saved until I was sixteen. I was uh, went through high school, kind of struggled with that that decision that I that I yeah, was sure. supposed to do missions, and I didn't really know what that meant. I mean, obviously, I hadn't even figured out my own yeah, sure. you know eternity. I hadn't even figured out my own spiritual yeah, yeah. you know understanding, and I was kind of struggling with those things, really falling into sin. And uh, at 16, I just finally made a decision that I was like, I, I, I don't think I've ever done this myself. You know, I yeah. talk about missions and wanting to do these things, but I don't think I've personally ever made a decision to follow yeah. Jesus. And so uh, grabbed my youth pastor again, uh, different guy, and uh, went into a, a nursery at this church we were at. And uh, we were on like a mission trip and sat him down at midnight and said, just kind of poured it out. Uh, and so I was saved that night. And wow. he pulled me into his office the next week and said, hey, you've always said you want to do missions, you know, yeah. is, and we've figured out the most important part now. Yeah. So is that still so what, what you want to look yeah. like? Yeah. And so he just kind of walked me through step-by-step step, discipled yeah. me and said, you know, this is what that would look like. This yeah, is how we're going to start awesome. that. And so big shout out to John Decker. If you're listening to this, you know, yeah. so John kind of just walked me through step-by-step step on just even what, how do yeah. you even start? I yeah. mean, how do you tell a 16 year old what, how do you tell yeah. a 13 year old, let alone, man, you know, so, I, and I love that. And of course we love yeah. John, Oh, John, yeah. uh, Mandy Decker, uh, they just doing a great job mm-hmm. out in Ohio at yeah. their church there. The best. And, uh, yep. Yeah. I hated to see them, them yes. move, but same. But, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> you know, it's really cool to, to hear about a youth pastor that hears, uh, that a student tells him, Hey, I want to, I want to be a missionary, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of walk through that process with yeah. them because I know a lot of youth pastors that if someone comes and says, Hey, I want to be a, uh, a missionary, it's like, mm-hmm. awesome. Let me tell you about BBC. <laughs> right. You right, know, so, right. so what do you, what do you tell them that's next? And so the fact mm-hmm. that John, uh, was able to, to go through and say, Hey, let, let's talk about these next steps. What does this process look like? Yeah. You know, uh, major shout out to him for that. And if you're yeah. a youth pastor, you know, some of the things that, that we talk about is, you know, if someone comes to you and, and they're talking to you about, uh, wanting to be a missionary, it's like, okay, that's awesome. Let's keep that on, on the radar, mm-hmm. but let's go back and, and let's talk about, are you reading your Bible? Yeah. Are you yeah. giving? Are you serving? Are you sharing your faith are right you now? Sharing you know, your faith are right you, now? you know, are, oh, yeah. are you doing all those things that come with being a missionary yeah. on the mission field, but that you should be doing now as a, yeah, you know, a, a switch is yeah. not <laughs> magically going to flip <laughs> right. later one day when you get done <laughs> yes, with college. Exactly. So, so how can you build in those, those mm-hmm. different disciplines into your life now? 
um, while following that path. And so that's really cool that that you're able to to sit here today Mm -hmm. and and talk about uh, youth pastors impacting your life in that way. So that's really cool. So, so you, uh, obviously going from there, you get saved in high school, Mm -hmm. stay on the path to go to be a missionary. Mm -hmm. Um, you make it to college. You're, you're at BBC. I made it somehow, some way. You made it and you graduated. I did. I graduated, which is great. So who would have thought, you know, there, there are some parts of, of being a missionary that people don't always think about. And so I know you and I have talked mm-hmm. about like student loans and different things going through college and, and yeah. what does that look like? So I know your student loan situation coming out, um, walk us through kind of how you handled college, uh, your classes, um, and then walk us through kind of how you, how you set yourself up to be able to take that next step mm-hmm. without any kind of really a, a delay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Craig's saying, luckily when I graduated college, I was nowhere near like the national average for what people leave college with now, yeah, which sure. truly makes me want to throw up thinking about like thinking oh, yeah. about being that much in debt is yeah. literally like the scariest oh, yeah, thought sure. in the entire Absolutely. world. And so luckily I wasn't near that. Um, but I truly think it's because, you know, my parents, when I turned 16, I had a week to find a job. They were nice. like, we'll pay for one tank of gas for you. And then you've, you're, you're on your own. Yeah, sure. And I, so I had, I had a week to find a job. I do not think there has been a single day and I got a job. I got two jobs two days after I turned 16. Yeah. I do not think there's been a single day since then that I have not had a, had like a, had a, a, job. a regular steady job. Yeah, that's good. Um, and even through college, I was full-time student, um, serving, doing all these things, but I still had to every day almost went in work. and worked and, yeah. you know, tried to live on as little as I could because I, I mean, it's pretty rough every month when you have to walk in and like yeah, you sure. wipe your bank account out basically. Cause you've got to pay your next yeah, uh, installment. Right. I did have some student loans, so I'm not, you know, I wasn't incredible oh, yeah, sure. to say, but yeah, I, I just paid a lot of my own money yeah. and said, you know, we're, I'm going to make it through this. And yeah. I, I, in the whole time I'm going through college in my mind is I'm trying to get to the mission field as fast yeah. as possible. Sure. And I was trying to do anything and everything I could to per, to keep myself from having any other like barrier yeah. that would stop that. Like I was, I wanted to be as quick and as fast as possible. And so I said, I, and, and my, you know, I, I'm missing out on a lot of the, you know, my dad's not a pastor. I didn't get a scholarship for yeah, that. You know, sure. I, you know, I don't get a lot of those. So I just said, I've got to buckle down and yeah. get as much as I can. Well, <laughs> so. and, and I love that because you, you talk about, you, you really kept your eyes on the end goal mm-hmm. and that's what motivated you. And that's what yeah. drove you through college Yes, uh, absolutely. and uh, to work while doing that, not just taking loans to, to go on vacation or, you know, right, or right, whatever, right, right, you know, right. and, yes. and you know how, how things yes. go. But, um, so major props to you for that because number one, that showed a lot of discipline mm-hmm. and it showed a lot of character. I, I think just walking through that process and I think there's a lot to be said for people that, that do everything that they can to put themselves in a position for God to use them as quickly yeah. as possible as mm-hmm. well. And so um, I know you and I started talking about what it, the process looks like um, <laughs> through, that, through that process of you becoming a missionary yeah. and walking through that process. And the fact that you were able to, to do that so soon out of college because of, of where you were at with right. everything. Uh, it's just really cool. So, mm-hmm. so now you find yourself on the road, um, making your way to Nicaragua. So, yeah. uh, walk us through how did you how did you come to the determination that Nicaragua was the place that you were supposed to be? Yeah, that was kind of a an accumulation of things. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say that you know, and, and not to say this doesn't happen to people, but I w- was not one of those people that like woke up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night and I was like, yeah. Nicaragua. You know, it's like it's not like yeah. I had some like no prophetic, vision of yeah. the man no. from, from <laughs> yeah. Nicaragua. I didn't have like a prophetic <laughs> yeah, vision sure. that was yeah, like right. Tyler. You know, like yeah, no, sure. nothing like that. But uh, man, going through high school, 
uh, even back in through middle school and college, I just had this love for Spanish, learning Spanish yeah. and uh, learning about Latin America, being involved in those cultures. Yeah. And, um, just really, really grew to love it. Even, you know, before I went to BBC, I went to Missouri State for a year and majored in Spanish. Wow. And just like, I had this just love for learning Spanish and learning yeah. it. And I just liked the culture. And uh, so kind of going through that, I got, like I said, I got saved when I was 16. When I was 18, uh, I I was like, man, I've never been, like, I've been out of the country on vacation and stuff like that, but I've never been on a, on a missions trip. And I really want to do that. Uh, I've been kind of national, like locally in, yeah. in, in America, but wanted to go somewhere. Uh, and so lo and behold, like a week later, Parkcrest announced, hey, we're going to Nicaragua uh, yeah. this summer if you want to go. And it happened to be like a week after I graduated high school. And cool. I was like, man, I really want to go on this trip. Uh, at, like, I, what do I do? And so kind of just scraped together $3,000 because, you know, again, as an 18 yeah. year old, how do you how do you have the money? He's working two jobs yes. and going <laughs> yeah, to school exactly. and prepping for yeah, college. Exactly. Yeah, sure. so, I, so I somehow scraped that money together um, and, and got to go. And the whole time I'm I'm sitting there thinking like, yeah, I'm so excited. I want to experience this. Like I'm interested in like Central America, South yeah. America. I want to know this. Uh, didn't know this, but behind the scenes, I had people communicating with the missionary in Nicaragua cool. that we're going to work with uh, Brian Weed. And so people had been texting Brian that knew him and said, hey this guy, Tyler, like you really got to talk to him. Yeah. Nice. You got to yeah. talk to him when he gets sure. there. Like Tyler's really interested in doing missions in this area. Like, you know, he would, he would be do, do really good. Talk to him, yeah. whatever. So get to Nicaragua. Um, and I, you know, I just thought I was like this cool kid that Brian was like, yeah, like I want to talk, but you know, so come to find out he had ulterior motives. Well, but, come uh, to find out you weren't the cool kid. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I've never sh- been the cool kid in my I'm life. So like, yeah, why would I think awesome. that? No. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and so Brian just spent like night after night after night on that trip. Uh, staying up at like late into the morning, yeah. like two, three in the morning, just talking to me about what do you want to do? What is, yeah. you know, how, like, have you thought about missions? How, like, what would you do on the mission field? What do yeah. you, you know, what do you like to do? And just talking me through like, what does it even look like? Cause again, I mean, I'm 18 and I still have no yeah, idea. Sure. You, you don't know as an 18 year old, yeah, what no. the next five years are going to look like. Yeah, and sure. you don't know any of that stuff. You don't let alone somebody tell you, you're going to be a missionary. Like yeah, that's you right. can't even imagine what that life is. And so Brian was the first person that actually, you know, John kind of discipled me in the way that told me how to like be a, a mature Christian capable of doing missions. Brian taught me how to be a missionary. And so Brian just kind of brought me along and, you know, like started that week and have had a really close relationship with Brian ever since. But uh, I left there just knowing that I needed to be in Nicaragua and uh, have luckily been able to go around the world still doing other uh, working with kids all around oh, in yeah, sure. the Middle East and the Philippines and uh, even like England and Wales and yeah. Guatemala, just tons of other countries. And every yeah. time I just found myself just longing for Nicaragua, back to Nicaragua. Yeah, and just wanted to. And yeah, that's really um, cool. I just knew that that was where he needed me to be. And yeah. like I said, I, I didn't wake up one night and just have this realization. Yeah, it was just, sure. well, and, and I, I love it because every story is different, right? You know, every, every story is different, but, yeah. but inevitably what we hear is um, God called me when I was on a mission trip. Yeah. Or I knew when I mm-hmm. s- heard from this missionary. Yeah. Or it's amazing to see how how God works through missionaries that are coming through our churches uh, on a regular basis mm-hmm. and promoting missions and talking about the Great Commission and everything that God's commanded us to do. And then, but to to take that next step and go visit a missionary in the field, yeah. um, it, it's really cool to see how God works in those ways when we are out of our normal right. comfort zone, our normal routine, our yes. normal 
um, I'll say influences and things in our lives mm-hmm. to where we can really focus uh, not just on on uh, what we're there to do, but we can also see more, you know, how God, how's, how's God working in other countries? Right. You know, and then yep. to see kind of what that even looks like in our life back home, because it's a completely different culture. Yeah. It's a completely mm-hmm. different experience uh, just across the board. And so mm-hmm. uh, it's really cool to, to see how that worked out in your life. Uh, hey, listen, if you're just joining us, I uh, want to introduce you to Tyler Carlton. So Tyler is with us, uh, BBFI career missionary to Nicaragua and really proud of him and excited to have him on the, the podcast today. And uh, if you're just uh, jumping on, uh, again, want to encourage you to go click subscribe and stay up to date on all these future episodes of the 938 podcast uh, every Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock central time, uh, right here on YouTube. And uh, so, so let's move on. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the work right? Sure. You're getting ready to go to the field, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're going through the, the deputation process. I am. So Tyler is still booking uh, churches and things. So I want to encourage you to, yes, to please. Let, let Tyler come yeah. and <laughs> share his heart for, for Nicaragua. Yeah. And, uh, and then also take him on for support, which I know yes. he would appreciate yeah, as I would, well. I would really um, love it. So yeah, which is good. So, <laughs> but um, I know the target date is December. Yeah, right? shooting for the end of the year. You, you yeah. told people for a long time. Hey, I, I'm just praying that 2021 is is the year that yeah. I get to go. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we're praying praying for you on that. So, what does that look like when you get there? So, uh, obviously, you're connected to Brian Weed. I know there's other missionaries there. Give us a uh, a view of of what this is going to look like when you hit the ground. You know, who yeah. are you going to work with? What all is involved with the ministry there that's going on now? And then, how are you going to step in and, sure. and work once you get in? Sure. Yeah. Well, thank goodness that when I get to Nicaragua, I am not the only one there. Yeah. Uh, that's a scary proposition that yeah. you would just drop Tyler Carlton into a country. And I think that's like, scary for the country <laughs> in Nicaragua. Is, <laughs> I will say that. that. Is, yeah, it's scary. So yeah. uh, thank goodness there are some very wise, smart yeah. missionaries there that I get to work alongside. Uh, Wade and Shannon Cooper Ryder yeah. and Max and Jennifer Kennedy are there currently. I'm really excited to work with them. Just have a, a good friendship with them already. Uh, along with that, we have some more missionaries yeah. uh, on their way to Nicaragua right now. So we just get to form this whole group. But uh, yeah, we are. It's that we're the Familia Avance network in Nicaragua. And so uh, right now they are a church planting machine. Yeah. Uh, and so planted somewhere, I want to say 14, 15 churches so far wow. uh, in the past man, 20 years. And just they, they are working their yeah. butts off and, uh, you know, recruiting people, yeah. bringing people, discipling them, helping them be a part yeah. of what God's doing in Nicaragua. And so uh, I want to go and specifically, I, I, at least to begin with, you know, hopefully uh, this, you know, develops and grows as I uh, get more comfortable in the mission field. Yeah, but, sure. I uh, want to work with kids. Like I said, that's my passion yeah. uh, here in the States. I get to, uh, that's just what I've always loved to do. I've worked with kids for uh, about 10 years now, a little over 10 years. And so just love working with kids and getting to share Jesus with them. And yeah. so in Nicaragua, it's a country that is one third under the age of 14. So wow. one third of the population of Nicaragua is under the age of under 14, 14. Uh, just a very, very young country, yeah. uh, a little over 6 million total, uh, a little about 2 million under the age of 14. And wow. so it's a super young country that uh, I just think that we have a perfect opportunity to reach them right now. Yeah. Uh, on, on top of that, Nicaragua does not have a large older population. Yeah. Uh, and so Nicaragua is just very led by the younger generations. Yeah. And I think that we have a chance right now uh, to strike for Jesus, you know, in, yeah, in the heart sure. of this country and awesome. reach these kids now and help them grow to be discipled, yeah. mature believers who can influence the future of that country. Man, that's uh, awesome. And so I, I want to do that. I want to use that not only as an opportunity in the churches that are already established, you yeah. know, helping them grow children's ministries, reach new people that way, but uh, use it as a way to plant new churches. So yeah. starting kids ministries in places that don't have anything going yeah. on 
using that as a way to invite families and, yeah. and, and grow it from there. And so I uh, just want to focus in on kids. I, I truly have firmly believed the entire time I've been in ministry, if you reach kids, you're going to reach their whole family because yeah. parents will put up with a lot if their kid is happy. Yeah. Uh, and so they, man, they will put up with any amount of stress and trouble yeah. if their kid is happy and excited to do something. So, Well, and if you do something for their kid, yeah, it, it opens the door. Yeah. And, and it's just really great to see how God can use that just across the board in the life of a family. So, right. okay, so you have a really cool opportunity right now. Okay, mm -hmm. so I want you to look into this camera right over here. And I want you to tell whoever's watching on the other side of that why they should be a missionary to Nicaragua. Why you should be a missionary in Nicaragua? I think I just laid it out. There are 2 million kids that are waiting to hear about Jesus. And I don't know if you know this. I'm not capable of reaching 2 million kids on my own. Uh, so I would really, really appreciate if there were more people there yeah. that were trying to reach these 2 million kids. I'm going to keep saying the, the number 2 million because I want you to understand that I am one person and there are 2 million of those persons yeah. that need to know about Jesus. And truly, if we can reach those 2 million kids right now, 2 million, I said the word million really weird just now, but 2 million kids <laughs> right now, we are setting up Nicaragua for long-term success. Yeah. I think if we reach them now, we are fixing their families. We are fixing future families. We are raising up the future leaders of yeah. the country who are going to make those decisions, who are going to be the ones that push forward uh, in the future without us. Yeah. And we, it starts by reaching them now. Yeah. And we've got to reach them. We've got to do it fast. Yeah, so. well, great job on that one. So yeah. I know I put you on the spot <laughs> for that. But I, I tell you what, if you're watching and, you, and you're praying about where God could use you, and uh, I, I tell you, Nicaragua could use missionaries to yeah. go help reach these kids and these families. Uh, it's really great to see what God's doing down there and, and looking mm -hmm. forward to seeing how God uses you once you get down there. Yeah. And uh, you need to know that we're, we're all praying for you. Our office uh, is behind you. The churches are behind you. And we're praying that God will use you in a great way down there. You know, uh, this year we're doing something called Project 938. Right. Um, it's all centered back around this idea of the 938 challenge that, that John Connor mm -hmm. uh, developed here a while back. Um, after Matthew 938, pray the Lord of the harvest. He'd send forth more laborers into the harvest. And it's a prayer request from Jesus. And so this whole year, we're praying uh, as an office, we're praying as churches uh, that God would continue to call more people. And so the challenge, if you're watching today, if you haven't heard about this yet, uh, the challenge is to set your alarm on your phone for 9.38 in the morning uh, and or 9.38 at night. And when it goes off, just simply say, hey, uh, God, we just, I want to pray and, and ask you to send more people and that yeah. people would be willing to, to surrender to the call of God on their life to go to the mission field. Right. And uh, our prayer through this whole process is that God would call, people would answer, and more and more people could go to places like Nicaragua uh, and every other country in the world, yeah. uh, just uh, all over the place, and see more churches started, see more people come to know uh, Christ as their Savior. So the question is, uh, what what part is God calling you to play? If you're watching today, yeah. um, is God uh, calling you to, to take part like like he's asked Tyler to, like he's called Tyler to, to, to surrender his life uh, and go to the mission field, go to Nicaragua? Uh, if so, are you willing to say yes? Um, and if not, I think you need to, to, to rethink that just a little bit, right? Yes, you know, absolutely. I, I think that would be maybe a good way to say that. Yeah. So, but, um, but across wrong. the board, yeah. um, we want to ask you to, to join us in prayer. Uh, next, uh, here, here coming up in uh, October, October 3rd, is our 938 Sunday. So all year we have this Project 938 uh, that's going on, centered around the 938 Challenge. And then on uh, October 3rd, it's the first Sunday of October, all of the churches of the BBFI uh, stateside and 
over 20,000 churches outside the U.S. have the opportunity to be involved in this as well. We're all going to come together on one day to pray that God would call people out of our churches and get them to the mission field so more people could come to know Christ as Savior. So, Tyler, thank you for being involved in this process. Thank you for having a heart for for the children in Nicaragua and the families. And uh, we're praying for you. Uh, We are completely behind you. And uh, hoping that uh, hoping the best and praying that God will use you in a really mighty way as you as you wrap up deputation first yeah. of all, <laughs> and then you get uh, to where you you get to head out and make it to Nicaragua. So, um, hey, listen uh, again. Uh, I want to appreciate. Uh, really want to say thank you for for joining us today. The nine thirty eight podcast. Uh, click subscribe before before you click off of here today, and uh, stay up to date on all these future episodes. And uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Tyler, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for and having we me. We will. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. And show him your shirt. Oh, he's rocking yeah. our new BBFI What's missions up? t-shirts that are available on our store, store.bbfimissions.com. So go check those out. Soft and lightweight. Soft and lightweight, which you is always a good thing. You can't miss out. You can't beat that. <laughs> Soft and lightweight. It's summertime, and it'll be nice and cool in the mm-hmm. summertime, which is good. So Soft and lightweight, two yeah. words that I wish people would use to describe me. That, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. I really don't even know what to say. Other than if you want one of these shirts that's soft and lightweight, yes. uh, store.bbfimissions.com. And uh, we hope to see you next week on the 938 podcast.